Welcome to Dash Talk, a podcast by Relatient, where we explore new ways to simplify healthcare access. We examine new and emerging trends in healthcare to help address challenges with the patient experience and identify new strategies and solutions to drive better access to care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dash Talk brought to you by Relation. I'm your host for today, Gabrielle, and I am so happy to be joined here right now by Ed Kenny, who's VP of Business Development at Relation. Uh, we're going to be talking about the broader movement of big tech and healthcare. So here to enlighten us on the subject as well as provide any actionable insights is Ed. So Ed, welcome. Hey, thank you, Gabrielle. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Uh, so to start off, let's go ahead and tell our audience just a little bit about yourself and your background, just how that lends itself to this conversation. Sure. Um, been active in the healthcare IT space since 1999. I've been associated with uh, several startup companies that were built to exit. I've worked in uh, with Allscripts, uh, Panasonic, uh, ClearWave, and now most recently have been at Relation for four years as the uh, VP of Business Development, working on strategic partnerships and helping drive the business objectives. Well, what are you seeing right now happening in the market uh, at some of these big industry events that uh, you're going to and that you see others going to? Right. Yeah, the last uh, last two events, uh, Vive Health and HIMS, um, two, two great observations there. One, uh, it looks like we are finally past COVID and seeing uh, a strong uh, participation and attendance, both from the exhibitors and the industry players, as well as the active participants, uh, buyers uh, in the marketplace, if you would. Um, both organizations and events were very strongly attended uh, this past uh, season. And uh, there was a couple of really interesting trends that we noticed. Um, you know, AI was everywhere. Uh, I think, you know, at one count, uh, I read an article, there's 96 companies focused on AI and healthcare. Um, and I think that is one of the, the leading, uh, you know, technologies, if you would, that's kind of making a splash. Um, Microsoft is a big uh, leader in that, uh, made a significant investment in chat GPT. And uh, we saw at HIMSS, they made an, a strategic announcement partnership between Microsoft and Epic to use chat GPT uh, in, within the Epic ecosystem, which is one of the largest uh, EHRs in the market serving the largest segment of healthcare systems. So Again, um, you know, real traction in the market for AI. Uh, I think it's going to be game changer for the industry. What have you seen in terms of evolution of the chatbot or chatbots in general? Yeah, great question. I think, um, you know, what we're seeing with AI and chatbot in particular is the enhancement that AI can add to what was traditionally a keyword response machine uh, driven chatbot that was pretty limited in its functionality, load in, you know, uh, a few dozen keywords and have automated responses was kind of the typical chatbot experience. Now, when you layer in an AI technology uh, that allows the machine to continuously learn from every conversation that it has with every patient, the, the responses become more informed um, more, you know, more accurate, 
uh, capable of having natural language processing. So when you type in uh, words, the, the machine actually knows and understands the, the context of the words that are being entered. So not just reading the characters, but actually understanding the context of the questions. Um, some of the AI uh, interactions that I've you know, witnessed at PIMS and at the Vive conference is very intelligent. I, I would not be surprised to see uh, this AI technology uh, infiltrate you know, all patient communications in some regard in the near future. Uh, one of the more interesting uses of AI and probably the promise for the healthcare industry is also in physician decision support. So if you think about the complexity of, you know, patient and physician interactions today, the, uh, the necessity for physicians to record more information into the EHR makes it extremely challenging from a patient provider um, relationship. You know, the, if you've been to the doctor recently, you've, the doctor's got his, his or her head down in the computer, looks up for a moment, ask a question, back down in the computer, typing answers. Uh, what we see as a great opportunity with AI and this natural language processing capability is the AI can be listening to the conversation between the physician and the patient, can be notating that information into the EHR so the provider doesn't have to be face down into their computer and can have that more natural face-to-face -face conversation with patients. The other really cool piece of AI is not only can it be a recording device, if you would, but it can also help cue the physician with potential diagnoses based on the data that it's seeing coming out of the conversation. So in the, in the big picture, they call that decision support, but reality, I think it's going to help solve some of the you know, longer term uh, crises that we may face with shortages of providers, not having enough doctors to serve an aging population in America, and that this AI technology in its assistive format can, you know, stretch uh, the, the current number of providers to reach and treat more patients more effectively. Again, I just think it's a cool technology. We're going to have to keep our eyes on it, but I think it's going to be a, have a big impact. Oh, no, absolutely. And I mean, we could have a whole podcast dedicated just to this topic because absolutely, I mean, it, we could. it never ends uh, the tech. Well, you know, uh, speaking of big picture, this seems to lend itself towards just the broader movement of big tech in healthcare. Uh, so what are your thoughts there and where we're, where we're going? Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about the natural language processing. I think we have to credit uh, Amazon and their work with Alexa. Apple and their work with Siri to advance the ability for machines to process natural language. So when you think about what the distance that we've come in the last, you know, three or four years, the ability for Alexa and Siri to understand your questions contextually, and even Google too. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to leave Google out of the conversation, but those big tech, com big, big tech companies with you know, Google Assist and uh, 
and Amazon Alexa and Apple Siri have really paved the way or blazed the way for now the machines behind that uh, natural language processing to do more with it. So, you know, if you think now you have Microsoft with their big investment in chat GPT and the additional research and development and fundamental efforts that have been made by Amazon, Google, and um, and Apple, I think there's where you see the big tech influence into this category. And, you know, more directly, um, Microsoft announcing the strategic partnership with Epic at Hims, that's kind of a big first. Uh, Oracle acquiring Cerner and becoming Oracle Health. That's a big first for, uh, you know, big tech. Uh, Cognizant healthcare, you know, coming into the market through an acquisition of Trazetto a couple years ago. Um, These are examples of large tech companies now, you know, putting their foot squarely into healthcare. Amazon just recently closed a three plus billion dollar acquisition of one medical and the concept there is they now have a footprint in the pharmacy business. They have a footprint in home health. Now they've acquired a nationwide physician network to deliver telehealth. So again, these are examples of big tech now saying, we think technology and healthcare is moving to this point of consumerism where now we can effectively play. And prior to the consumerism movement in healthcare, I don't think big tech thought that they were ready for the marketplace. But now that they see the consumer engaging in healthcare, making their personal decisions in healthcare, now it makes sense for them to invest and and move into this, you know, multi-trillion dollar market. Well, you referenced Amazon there, and they're looking to be a market leader in telehealth from what we're seeing. So what are some of the trends uh, that you've noticed, particularly in delivery of care? Yeah, great, great question. The, you know, we just went through this global pandemic. COVID, I think, uh, solidified the proof case for telehealth in the, you know, individual patient's mind. There was a opportunity, hey, I am sick, but I am very fearful of going to uh, a hospital or a doctor's office during this period of time. So I'm going to try telehealth for the first time. And we had widespread utilization of telehealth. Um, It was approved by insurance and by government to be equal to an in-person visit from a a reimbursement standpoint. That was a big uh, point of contention in the marketplace that we've overcome. And now here post-COVID, we're still seeing the insurance organizations paying for telehealth, very similar to, you know, their, um, an in-office visit, if you would. I recently experienced um, a telehealth experience that I thought was very unique. Again, even progressing rapidly beyond uh, FaceTime, you know, video chat with a provider, which I did during COVID. Um, But just a few months ago, woke up feeling sick, um, was kind of uh, curious to, you know, 
I really f- felt like I needed a some uh, an a- antibiotic. Felt like it was a sinus infection. Felt like I knew what I, was what was going on. So I went to my chart, which is you know part of the Epic ecosystem for my provider. And within my chart, I was able to have a text-based chat uh, telehealth experience with a nurse practitioner that was on staff at the time. Within a few minutes of logging into the, the portal app, I was connected with the nurse practitioner. We chatted back and forth with a series of questions. And she was able to send a prescription over to my pharmacy. I was able to drive to the pharmacy and pick up the antibiotic all within about a 30-minute window. Now, you think about the convenience of that from a care standpoint. I was woke up not feeling well, went to the portal, started a chat session that lasted a few minutes, used electronic prescribing to immediately send the script over to the pharmacy and pick up the prescription all within a 30-minute window. That's transformative. If you think about how we're going to provide care in the future, the ability for us to you know, engage as a consumer with our providers on what we you know, considered immediate care, urgent care type uh, environment, sore throat, uh, sinus infection, things that you kind of know, you know, from a a care standpoint that can be diagnosed remote, remotely uh, and effectively treated with a prescription, I think is going to take some of the volume of patient visits out of the office and make it much easier for our healthcare organization as a whole to better serve customers and patients. Well, Ed, we touched on quite a lot in this podcast here. And as we start to near the end of the conversation, how would you summarize, you know, what you're seeing in the market? Yeah, I would say, you know, uh, three big things. One, uh, prevalence of AI, the rapid movement of AI in the assisted uh, care space, both patient engagement and physician decision-making, I think is going to accelerate the influence of big tech in the space, the, you know, I think we're going to see more and more impact from Amazon, Google, Apple, um, Microsoft, uh, Oracle, and how they influence how we get healthcare delivered as a consumer. And then finally, uh, the, the rapid advancement and acceptance of telehealth, I think, is here to stay. So the combination of those three um, items, I think, are the big moving points right now in the marketplace, big trends to watch, if you would. Well, thank you so much, Ed. That wraps up the conversation for today. Uh, loved talking about the broader movement of big tech and healthcare. It was a pleasure having you on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. Of course. And as always, if you want to learn more, please visit relation.com and look for this podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts at. I've been your host, Gabrielle. Thanks for tuning in.